Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it is your first time tuning into the show, let me give you a little quick synopsis about me, and then we'll kind of get started with uh, today's uh, subject. So, uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer and a numerologist. I work with a number of different oracles, uh, tarot, uh, runestones, animal cards, Lakota Indian cards, a few different other uh, tools that I've worked with over the years. I do private consultations here in my home office in Phoenix with people. I have what I call navigational consultations and uh, also by phone. Uh, if you want any information on any of my uh, services that I do, go to my website at jimventura.com and you can get some info on all of that. I'm also a published author. Two books under the belt so far, a couple more on the way. Uh, right now, uh, these are available on Amazon. You could get my first book, Dirty Little Secrets, uh, which, is on, uh, which is a fun, uh, very personal book. It's available on, uh, on Amazon. Or you can get that, uh, contact me and get a copy directly, and I'll sign it for you as well. And also Snake Oil Volume 1, which is also available in print. And that's on Amazon. You can get that through me as well, too. And that's a collection of the first four years of my column, including a number of uh, what I call snake charms as well, too, which are kind of just add a little practical um, uh, metaphysical maneuvering uh, uh, material, uh, so to speak. Anyway... Um, and I've actually got a, a Tarot interpretation book that will be uh, out probably within the next uh, six months to a year as well, and a few others on the way. Anyway, so uh, if you're not already getting my monthly column, I do do a column each month called Snake Oil. Uh, right now I have a little over 900 subscribers. Uh, it's a free column. It comes to you once a month. Uh, people get my column, get discounts on sessions, and, of course, get to read my books before they're in print because that's what the columns are. So uh, good column, gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback over the years on my column. So if you're not already receiving that, email me at venturasag at yahoo.com. Uh, I get on my mailing list. Uh, it's V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Okay, enough of the salesmanship here. Uh, although I do have another little thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw at you guys in a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit about what we're going to do today. I've got kind of a fun show uh, this is somewhat of a live class, so if you're tuning in, you're going to get to learn uh, what your personal year is and how to mathematically calculate that. So not only will you get to learn how to do um, your personal year numerology, but you'll also uh, be able to do that for others, uh, which is really cool. And uh, I'll tell you now, uh, not to get uh, terrified uh, of the mathematics, it's actually not that complicated or scary by any means. So, so please don't uh, don't stress on uh, the mathematics of the situation. It's actually pretty pretty timid, pretty easy to work with. So, we're going to talk a bit about numerology and how it works, and then we're going to get to uh, teaching you guys how to how to figure out your your personal years and uh, what what benefit that that can come from knowing that information. So. Uh, before I dive in, let me say I will open up the phone lines and take callers um, in about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I'm going to uh, stay on target with the uh, topic of the show before I take phone calls. Uh, so uh, if you are, if you want to call in, 
feel free to uh, wait on the uh, on hold, but it's going to be a little while before I actually uh, start to take uh, phone calls. But uh, we will do that a little bit later on. I'll let you guys know, and then I'll I'll take the phone calls as they come in uh, by by you know who was on first, so to speak. Uh, okay, so we want to talk a little bit about numerology today. You know, it's funny. I've I've been doing numerology for God thirty years, which sounds mind-boggling when I say it out loud. But I uh, started when I was very young, about 17 or 18, when I first started to learn how to do numerology, and I was really amazed by it. Um, really an awesome uh, tool to really understand your characteristics, traits, abilities, um, and, and really beginning to understand uh, that dynamic of, um, you know, uh, cycles and, and all kinds of things. Numerology is a, a really great thing to learn, too. You don't really have to be that mathematically um, uh, inclined to do numerology, uh, but it does help you have a little bit. You, you can't be scared off by it, but it's actually fairly simple mathematics. But it's similar to astrology in some respects. Astrology can get even more complicated. Um, so if you're really interested in astrology I, I do, and, and you're having trouble with it, I do recommend numerology. It's a little easier to work with initially and will also, of course, help with that as well, too, with astrology if you decide to go further on with it. But basically the same thing is implied. What you're basically getting with numerology, and let me give you guys the quick basics here, and then we're going to give you some formulas. Um, and and, and uh, if anyone has any trouble later on, by the way, with the math, if you're listening live, of course, I know a lot of my show listeners are in archives, so, of course, not going to be able to answer this question in an archive. But um, if you are having any trouble uh, with the math and, and you are listening to the show live, uh, you, 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 you will be able to – you can, you can uh, type in the chat room and ask me to, to do your math for you if you're struggling with it, okay? So don't, don't, don't fret about that because we'll, maybe we'll use some of you guys' as examples as well, too, as we go into this. But basically what you have with numerology is you have two primary influences. You've got the name itself, and then you have the date of birth. Now, really when you begin to study numerology, you can even go a lot further with this. You can really kind of get into cool stuff like looking at your uh, what your house number or apartment number means, phone numbers, all kinds of different things, uh, numbers that tend to follow us around. So there's some really cool uh, kind of stuff that you can catch with it as well. But for now, we'll stick with the basics and talk to you a little bit about the name and then the date of birth and the difference that we find with those two things. So most numerologists are going to use um, a birth certificate name, you know, your given name. You know, later on when you marry, uh, if you're a female and you marry, you may hyphen and add a name or, or change your last name. Most of us, if we have middle names at all, typically tend to kind of drop those um, in terms of, uh, you know, whether we use that in any real way. But the reason most numerologists will typically go back to the birth certificate name is because it is really the original, original blueprint. In a similar way, it's kind of like astrology. You do an astrology chart for where you were born. Although if you move, you will often get a different vibrational influence that will begin to come in. But I don't know, and I think most astrologers would agree with this too, that if you ever really fully get away from your original blueprint, I think we just add to it, we adjust as we go, we evolve and we grow. But I think that those are significant things that always really, really, truly affect us and really form the basis of who we are. So what you do in numerology with the name is you basically convert each of the letters into a number, and then you add those numbers together, and you inevitably reduce to single digits. 
Now, again, before anybody has a heart attack and thinking about this, it's actually not nearly as painfully complicated as you would imagine. You know, the, the numbering is actually pretty simple. Like A would be 1, B would be 2, C would be 3, D would be 4. You know, once you get to the number 9, uh, when we get to uh, uh, I, um, uh, and after I follows, uh, of course, J, uh, um, I have to think about that in my head even as I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, what you're going to do is once you get to the 9, you repeat again and start with 1. So the numbers, that's how the numbers really are, are, are designated to, your, to your, the letters of your name. So what you get when you do numerology with your name is you get uh, basically like, there's a number of formulas that, that numerologists will deduce. You'll have a, what's called a destiny number, which is the, um, really it's basically what you came here to do, what your basic strengths are and your characteristics and, and who you are as a person. Uh, we also have what's called a heart's desire number, which is the sum of the vowels of the name, and that tells us what your your heart's desire is, what your soul wants, what makes you feel emotionally fulfilled and happy, in essence, when you do that. Then you have a personality number, which is what we call the which is the consonants of the name, and our personality number will tend to kind of show what we are. Um, really kind of the way other people see us, what what the core of our personality is, the way that we come across to other people. Then there's other things that you can get out of the, the name. You can get your uh, karmic numbers, um, karmic lessons, karmic strengths. You can get what we call a habit challenge, which you tend to do when you're stressed out or you're, you're out of balance. Um, there's a whole host of different types of things that we can see when we look at, at someone's name in numerology. So... Um, uh, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more today, specifically about the date of birth. Though um, I, I do do you can you can get uh, books on numerology. I do personal sessions with it. I actually have a special that I'm running, and I'll throw that out to you guys in a little while too. Uh, if you don't want to have to do all this on your own uh, <clears throat> for a numerology chart, but I will tell you, it is really really cool to have your numbers done. It really will often give you a tremendous amount of insight into you know, what your what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you tend to do really, really well, what your challenges are. Uh, really, it, it, it's more insight than I can possibly put to words in just such a simple way to, to necessarily do this. It really, you know, one of the things I always say about numerology and astrology and, and even almost all types of oracles is, you know, the more you understand about yourself, the more self-aware you become, the more uh, aware you are of what you're working to solve, what you're also strong, what you're confident in, what your abilities are. So inevitably proves beneficial at multiple levels. By no means is, is this a negative thing to do. Now, another thing that's great about, about really learning numerology, too, is also you can also begin to do like the numbers of, of family and friends and maybe your maid or children and uh you really get some interesting uh, insights to the correlations and the similarities that you have and also the differences. And I think that as people, the more we understand the differences in each other, the less judgmental we become because we realize that, again, someone may not have the same vibrational push uh, as we do. And <clears throat> to me, that certainly is a good thing because that's going to help you to not think everyone thinks the same way that you necessarily do. So we're not going to teach the uh, the name stuff. That's way too complicated to do on air. I'm going to do the more simple thing, and we're going to talk a little bit about the birth path and then how we'll deduce what a personal year is. So that comes from your date of birth. Now, um, what we do in numerology is say you're born November 14th of, of 1965. 
So what in essence you're doing is, well, this is what you do when you're figuring out a birth path in the first place, and I'll tell you what that birth path is in a minute. But mathematically, an 11 would be read as a 2, because 1 and 1 is a 2. Um, if uh, it's November 14th, we'd add the 1 and the 4, and that would be a 5. And then if it was 1965, that would be a 1 plus 9 plus 6 plus 5, uh, which would make it... Uh, um, uh, I believe 21, right? Um, 9, 10, 16, 21, right? 21, that, and that gets singularly reduced to a 3. Because uh, what we're doing with a uh, 21 is then we're going to add the 2 and the 1 together. Again, what you're always doing is you always want to come to these sort of singular digits. There are some exceptions to this, which I'll tell you guys about in a little bit, but primarily that's what you're really wanting to do is to come to these singular digits. So when we do reach that, that point, now, in this case, you've got a uh, November would be the 2, you've got the 14th, which would be a 5, and then you've got the full year, which would be a 3. So we've got 2 plus 5 plus 3 now. Again, we're going to the singular digit. If you add 2 plus 5, you're going to get a 7. Then you're going to add a 3, you're going to get a 10. 1 and 0 is a 1. So a person with that, that birthday is going to have what we call a one-birth path. Now, that really, in essence, represents what we've come here to do, the path that we're on. Um, it's not necessarily so much who we are as much as what we're going to do in our lifetime as a primary focus and what we'll inevitably become because, again, we're going to be doing that. So that's how you kind of get to the uh, the birth path numbers. You know, and the, here's the thing, guys. Like, again, say uh, I'll use another example of this for you to kind of come to a birth path number. And then, we'll, again, we'll get into talking about the personal years, which is the form I'm going to teach you guys today as well. Say you're born uh, August uh, 2nd of uh, 1970. So think of it this way. Really, you can even write it out on a piece of paper. August in numerology is an 8. So write the number 8. Uh, the 2nd is a 2. So write the number 2. You can even put a little plus sign between them. 8 plus 2. Then you're going to write out the year. So we say 1970. Um, 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 0. So that's going to come to uh, 17. Uh, 17 you can reduce to a single digit of an 8 also. But in either case, whether you add them singularly or you break them down into, into, into packets the way that I'm doing, you're still going to end up with the same number, guys. So don't, don't be kind of afraid of that. Uh, that you know, you're not going to lose anything by, by doing it that way. You're not going to come up with a different number. So August 2nd of 1970, from a birth path perspective, would be the 8 plus the 2, which would bring us to 10. And the 1970 would be um, uh, 17. So 10 plus 17 would be 27 or a 9. So that's what we're kind of getting here. Uh, 1970 is, is would come to an 8 in numerology. Again, we, we'd add that that one from the 8 plus the 2, and then we're going to come up to a, uh, we're going to come up to a, a 9. So that would be a 9 birth path, and that's the path that you're walking in this life in that sense. So. I'm not going to talk so much about the specifics of the birth path numbers at this point because, again, I really wanted to use the show to show you kind of even an easier formula to do. Well, I won't say an easier one, but, but, it, but it's an easy one. Uh, we're going to have a formula on how to figure out what your personal year is. Now, let me explain this to you guys uh, so you kind of understand what we're talking about with the personal years and why they're valuable. Now, your... We, every obviously every year the year changes, 
So, for instance, 2012, the year that we're in now, in numerology, that's a five-year. And we call that a universal year, meaning everybody on the planet in 2012 is being influenced by the universal year of the five, or uh, uh, of the five, yeah. Okay. How did we get to that five? Very simply, 2012. Again, you can write it out in, on a piece of paper if you want to do it, just to get the hang of this. 2012 would be two plus zero plus one plus two. So two plus two is four, plus one is five, plus zero is still five. So that's how we get what we call universal years. Now, everybody on the planet knows that, you know, a universal year definitely affects all of us at some levels. A five-year is a year of change, of movement, of adaptability. It can tend to be kind of um, volatile, uh, a little bit of uh, being pushed and pulled, being pulled in a lot of directions. Five represents movement and travel and change, but it also can be a little bit of a – the five in, in, in numerology kind of uh, pushes us. So it can be a little bit of an antagonistic kind of a number as well, too. Um, anybody alive on the planet now that we're more than three-quarters through the year knows that this has definitely been a bit of a volatile year. Uh, if you're paying any attention to what's going on in the news, politically, in the world, there's definitely been a lot more uprises, a lot more change. Uh, there really seems to be a very sharp contrast, even more so than ever before, between the right and the left politically. Um, the world's changing. And sometimes, more often than not, change doesn't necessarily come easy or harmoniously. So for all of us, too, at an individual level, this is going to be a little bit like of a, a year where, again, you can definitely look back on it and say, yeah, you know, I made some changes in my life. Um, there might have been some uh, difficulty that kind of came up along the way, but hopefully I grew and I learned. And uh, I know for me, one of the uh, the good sides of the five is often it makes us active and more likely to exercise or to be, you know, uh, to travel. I've traveled a lot this year. I've been exercising very steadily. I knew enough because it was a universal year of a five that I wanted to channel some of the more negative energy of the five into more productive things. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I guess I can say I've kind of used that well, and I've suggested it a lot to clients when I talk to them. So we're all influenced by the, the universal year. So if 2012 is a five-year, again, simple mathematics, 2013, the year that's coming, is a six-year. Again, we move through kind of one through nine-year cycles. We come to that six very easily, again, very simple mathematics. Two plus zero plus one plus three, total six. So that's where we come into a universal year of a six in 2013. Now, here's the good news. Again, we'll talk a little bit about universal year energy, and then we're going to start to talk about the personal year, which is even more significant for us as individuals. So anybody listen to the show, again, once you, if, you, if you're able to hang with me through all the horrifying mathematics, uh, you're going you're gonna to come out knowing how to, uh, how to interpret your own personal year which is a very cool thing to know how to do because it'll really it'll give you some more insight into um you know just the vibration of each year and how it shifts us. So the universal year um 2013 is a 6. Now here's the good news guys. 6 energy is more about service, it's about family, it's about harmony, it's about um uh it's about stability um it can be I want to say somewhat of a softer year. The 5 energy really tends to shake things up. 
And then the sixth year is far more um, service-oriented, humanitarian, again, more about how we help each other and giving and receiving and family and stability. So we will definitely see a calmer year coming uh, overall. Again, that doesn't mean it's going to be an easy year across the board, but I think that we will see less turmoil necessarily than we have uh, this year, which to me is, is definitely part of the, you know, the, the arena of the five sometimes. Um, although it's definitely good attributes of the five. I don't want to paint it all as a negative. All the numbers have good attributes and then, and then their, their challenge side to them. So we have that universal year of the six coming in. Now, again, as I said before, we're all affected by the universal year to some extent. But when you get to what we call personal years, then it gets personal. So I'm going to give you guys a formula for how to figure out your personal year, and then I'm going to kind of go through these different years so that way uh, you'll be able to kind of look at your own year, maybe look at some of the years of, of you know, some of the family members or friends that you may have, uh, so you'll be able to kind of do this formula yourself. So here's the way to get a personal year. So what you want to do is, again, if you're listening, my best suggestion is don't try to do this in your head. Um, it's easy and you probably can do it in your head, but just so you don't get, you know, uncomfortable or nervous around, you know, whether you're kind of screwing it up or something, um, we'll just take a pad of paper and to do it. So what we do to figure out a personal year is we look at the month we were born, the day we were born, and then in the same way that we had added up the numbers of uh, our month and day and year we were born to get what we call, you know, your, uh, your birth path number, what you're doing for the personal year is you're substituting the current year in place of the year you were born to get your uh, uh, personal year number. So I'm going to give my, use myself as an example, and then we can kind of uh, uh, look at some other possibilities here. I was born November 29th. Okay, so, um, and I was born in the year 64. So for me... When I'm looking at a personal year, what I'm doing is I'm taking November, I'm adding the 29th to it, and then I'm inserting 2012, which is the year we're in now, into the mix as opposed to the year I was actually born. Obviously, I wasn't born in 2012. Uh, so that's what we're doing. So we're always going to keep our original birth, uh, birth month and birth day in the formula. But now we're just substituting our year for the actual current year. Now, from here, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you an example of this. So, again, I'm November 29th, and then we're saying 2012. So it's basically November would be 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 9 plus 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 2. So if you add all of these up, we're going to get to a nine. So I'll even break this down for you again so it's so simple. That way, if you're doing your own, you can follow. One plus one is two. Plus two makes it four. Plus nine makes it 13. Plus two makes it 15. Plus zero still makes it 15. Uh, plus one makes it 16. Plus two makes it 18. Then we add the one and the eight together. Again, what was going for singular digit? One plus eight is nine. So for me... On my birthday in 2012, I start a nine-year. Now, 
this is the key. One of the things you want to remember, and, and again, I don't want anyone to get kind of uncomfortable about the math behind this, because again, as you can see, it's actually pretty simple. So the reality is, your personal year actually, for the most part, starts on your actual birthday. So um, if you're born, you know, in January or February, it's going to correlate more with the new year. But if you're born later on, in you know, in the fall, in September, October, November, December. It's going to be a little bit like a lag behind thing in that, you know, like, like for me, again, my birthday is November 29th. So when I look at the new year for 2012, really for me, it actually starts on my birthday. So uh, I will be going into this nine year in late November of, of, of 2012, even though, of course, once we get to 2013, that's going to carry through. But from numerology perspective, we're still looking at um, – that it really starts on your actual birthday. So if you're figuring out your year this year, it's going to go from your birthday of 2012 through the next year, even as we carry into 2013. So let me give you another example of of the simple math of this in that sense. So say you're born um, in May, uh, uh, you're born on May 8th, and regardless of what year you were born, we're trying to figure out the birthday, the birth, the personal year for someone born on May 8th. So what you're doing is you're taking May, which is a 5, you're taking the 8th, which is an 8, and you're adding those together. And then you're going to get, obviously you're going to get uh, 13 that way. And then 2005, if you add those together, you're going to get a 5. I mean 2012, sorry. If, uh, if you're adding 2012 together, that's going to come to a 5. So now we have an 8, your uh, birth month. We have the 5, uh, your uh, – I'm reversing it <laughs> in my head. We have the 5, your birth month, Taurus, May. We have an 8, birthday. And then we have a 5, year, substituted in place of your year to figure out the personal year. So 5 plus 8 – plus five. Again, I guess I ended up getting another nine out of this too. <laughs> so that would be another person who's also going through a nine personal year. So uh, that's basically what you're doing to get to the, get to your personal year, guys. Let me run through a brief summation of the personal year. So once you figured out your math, and uh, anybody who's in the chat room uh, or who calls in, I'm going to put the phone number up in a minute. Um, I'll be able to do your math for you if you want to. Um, but uh, you can see it actually really is pretty simple. It's not that complicated. But again, it runs from birthday to birthday. So uh, even though I'm going into a nine-year November, that would mean I was in an eight-year, it's actually pretty simple sequential numbers, for most of 2012. Um, and most of 2013 will be the nine, although I will then start a one-year, because after the nine comes the one again, in uh, late 2013. Okay, so uh, let's run through the basic years. So one through one through nine. So if you did the formula here and you figured out your personal year, uh, kind of give you a simple format for this. Uh, and again, then we'll go to the uh, we'll go to the the phone lines and see if we can answer any of these questions anybody might have. Um, so if you're in a one year, then uh, the one year is a year of new beginnings. It's a year of fresh start. So you're starting a whole new cycle. Um, you could be either uneasy or excited about it, but it can feel like starting over again. Uh, one year is planting new seeds, uh, moving in a new direction. A lot of times people become more independent, start new things, new relationships, new jobs, new beginnings. That's what the one year is all about. Two year 
is what we call the year of uh, consolidation and balance. Two year is a you know we start details in a one year and then the, we start things in the one year and the two year we take care of the details of it. It can feel a little bit much like a juggling year, like you're you're bouncing a number of different things back and forth. In in this year, it's also two is about relationships and partnerships that often bodes well for relationships. But really, it, it is a year where you tend to take a little bit more of a back seat and kind of take care of the details of life. It's about being diplomatic and and uh, and and really working on different partnerships and relationships during your life. The three year is a year of expression. Three year is often a very social year. We have an urge to get out into the world, to be more creative, to be more expressive, to be more social. A lot of times, uh, we have things that expand in a three year. Relationships <clears throat> may often expand or grow. Sometimes people will have children during a three year or start new creative endeavors. But three years tend to be basically kind of years of of of, of growth and uh, expression and uh, uh, could be kind of an abundant uh, creative year. Um, there's a lot more detail to this, uh, and and if you look in numerology books, you'll often find out more detail. I want to give you guys a quick summation here, um, and if you have a session with me, of course, I'm going to go into more detail about this. But I'm going to give you the basics. So four year, if you're in a four year, it's a year of building and creating structure. Four years are about uh, building stability. They're work years. They're practical years. Uh, you know, a lot of times you just become more pragmatic in your four year, and you decide this is what I need to fix. This is what I need to solve. Um, it can feel like a, a little bit of a digging and hoeing year and a re- re- rebuilding and restructuring. It really goals a lot of times are achieved during a four year through perseverance. Five years, a year of change, movement, adaptability. Um, a lot of times people get a push to, to change uh, in, uh, in relationships or to move, uh, change jobs. Um, it could be a little bit of a roller coaster ride the five years. It often isn't the most stable of feelings because you're feeling pushed uh, to make changes or, or you're going to get actually pushed from life to make changes if you're <laughs> resisting them. But uh, it is the year of change, so uh, it's meant in the cycle to get us kind of moving forward. If you're in a sixth year, the sixth year is the year of service and responsibility. Uh, a sixth year, uh, you know, we often get more magnetic. Uh, relationships often grow. A lot of times family, home become very strong priorities to us. Service, responsibility. Um, the sixth year, we, we become the caretaker. Uh, we, we often uh, are, are taking care of others or, or taking on more responsibility. It could be a good work year. Um, always have to remember during a six-year, remember to take care of yourself also. But your energy goes more toward home, toward family, toward responsibility, and toward service. If you're in a seven-year, uh, seven years are your reflection, reflection and adjustments. Seven years is kind of like a pause in the cycle. Um, we're figuring out what's working, what's no longer working in our life. So it can feel very much like a weeding out year in some respects. Um, and uh, a, a lot of times people work on, on health, body maintenance during seven years. It very much can feel like a little bit of a fix-it year, but it's more almost analytical. A lot of times people go back to school or they learn something new. Um, it's a year of kind of fine-tuning. You may find yourself retreating a bit more than normal during a seven-year, needing more alone time and a little bit more um, you know, time to oneself. That's pretty natural during a, a seven-year, so don't get uncomfortable if that's what you're feeling. The eight year that follows is the year of coming into personal power. We get more confident. We get stronger. 
we get more decisive in an eight-year. Uh, we, we, a lot of times people get promotions and jobs or start their own businesses or start to make more money or become more successful. Um, there can be some power struggles that can come up in an eight-year without question, but it is a year of confidence. Your confidence is stronger. You're more likely to want to master and even sometimes manipulate, but um, that's the dance of the nine-year. And then nine years is a year of completion and endings. Um, Nine, nine years is an interesting year in the cycle because a lot of times we achieve what we set out to. Uh, so it can be a year of great culmination, a feeling of accomplishment. Yet the funny thing is then we start getting a nagging push toward moving in a different direction. We're not ready to do it yet, but um, a lot of times we're finishing up details in a nine-year. Uh, again, it can be a, year, a little bit a year of endings and transitions and change. Uh, but it can, it can also have a good feel to it. It can often be a very um, a year of giving back a year of, of accomplishments, and a year of really, really tuning into our intuitive self. Then we start again with the one year. So we move through these nine-year cycles all the time. So knowing where you, where you're, you are in the cycle can be very, very helpful in, in understanding you know, where you may be driven and where you're pulled at this point in terms of your general energy. Okay, I'm going to open up the. I'm going to, I've got a, I can see I've got a couple of callers waiting, so I'm going to take um, one of my first calls here in, in a minute. So thank you for patience and holding. This is a 45 minute show, but it's amazing how fast these shows go. Um, thank you all for joining me today, whether you're catching me live or in the archive. Um, let me mention this real quick before I take my first caller. Um, I ran a promotional special last week through the radio show. Um, normally, a 45 minute um, numerology interpretation. Um, is uh, I usually charge 80 for that. Um, I did run a special uh, for 10 promotions for uh, half price, just for the month of October. It has to be bought in October, otherwise the special's over. And so it's only 40 bucks for a, uh, a phone consultation or a live in-office session with your full numerology chart done by me. And also this session includes a personal power animal pull from the Druid Animal Cards, which is really cool as well. I've only got two more of these. If you catch the show and you email me at VentureSagAyahoo.com, uh, I can get uh, one of those last two available to anyone who gets me uh, between now and the end of October. Okay, enough of the sales. Wanted to throw that at you. Um, and I'm going to take my first caller here, and uh, we'll see if this is a numerology question or just a, a random one, which is okay as well. Uh, I've got one caller waiting. I could probably take two calls for the rest of the time. The call-in number here is uh, 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a 1 before that. Uh, but again, 646-200-3966. I should be able to get maybe two callers in So uh, for a little five-minute mini consultation. Yeah. Okay, 954, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi. I was How are you? Very good. How are you doing? Tell me your name first. Luciana. Luciana. A very cool name. All right. Thank All right, you. Luciana. I would like to know if you can do ruins for me because Absolutely. ruins I never really understand. And can you cool. do it in terms of career? Absolutely. So your question is primarily about career. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to take my bag of runes out here and pull a rune for Luciana, and she has very kindly agreed to put her life on the line on the radio for everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so not that's a good thing. Too far. <laughs> Right, right. No, it's, it's not it's not as scary as one might imagine. Um, okay, here's what I'm getting. I pulled two runes for you. Uh, okay. 
And uh, the runes are Viking Oracle. The Vikings use them as, as what we call a navigational consultation. In fact, that's one of the things I even uh, advertise with my business. I call myself a navigational consultant. Um, and uh, what I've always liked about the runes is what's, what's really awesome about the runes is they not only kind of direct you, but they kind of somewhat tell you what to do. And I actually okay. personally like that. I sort of like sometimes someone kind of just saying, hey, man, this is what you need to do here. This is the energy that's coming in. Here's how to maneuver. So right. I pulled a rune for you, Luciana, for the uh, – I pulled a rune for your past, for what you have been dealing with, and then I pulled a rune for the near future. So the rune that comes up in the past is movement reversed. Ah. So um, it's called uh, Iwaz. It's the movement rune. Now, a reverse rune isn't necessarily bad as much as it just means that it can, it, it, you have to be very careful in the way you maneuver, and it can also show sometimes some obstructions that have come up. So yes. really, in a nutshell, it means that there has been maybe a feeling of being blocked somewhat or having some difficulty mm -hmm. moving forward, uh, right. a little bit of frustrating energy around this that has come up. Um, yep. In fact, I'm going to even read the rune quote to you because right now I don't have any other callers, so I can take a little more time on this, which is cool. So well, let me tell you what the right. rune says. Because you know what? I never understand the runes. I have that book. I mean, I don't have it with me, but I don't really right. understand how can you relate it to what is actually going on in your life? Okay, your and that's that's what's great. So yeah, let, let's let's um, let, let let me we'll use we'll use you as an example of it. The most famous book that you'll find of the runes is a book by an author named Ralph Blum. In fact, yeah. I highly recommend it. If you have runes, you want to get the Ralph Blum book. If you don't have it, it is the best book I found by far, and probably the most clear. Is that the, the little clear. black book? Is that the uh, little it, black book that comes it might with be. the back to get the runes? Yeah, it has some. There's a lot of different people that have done rune books. So again, you never know who you got. But I'm, I know mine is gray, but I know he's changed format. So um, okay. let me read to you what what he says because it's a short paragraph, and then I'll tell you how this applies. He says, uh, "Movement that appears to block. Be certain that what you are doing or not doing is timely. There are no missed opportunities. You have simply to recognize that not all possibilities are open to you. That not all opportunities are appropriate." The opportunity at hand may be precisely to avoid action. If you are feeling at a loss, unclear about the need to act, consider what is timely to your nature. And remember, what is yours will come to you. So what he's basically saying here is you probably have gone through a period where you've dealt with some blocks. We've had some things that have necessarily worked out ideally. There can certainly be a little bit of frustrating energy around this right. in that sense. But what he's kind of pointing out is, you know, if something isn't working, I always use that as an example, too. Often there are some, there are some things in our life that if they're not working, we have to try harder. And there are other things where we might want to look at if there's a brick wall or something that isn't working, that that wall is there for a reason. Exactly. That I believe in There's a in purpose that. to it, right, in that sense. So we don't want to keep banging our head against the brick wall. We want to either walk around it or we want to look at whether we should be going in a different direction in that or sense. Or change the procedure. Absolutely. And I, I love that line where he says, what is yours will come to you. Oh, yeah. Because that's I always true. say it's the same energy in relationship. It's really a lot of about, rather than trying to find someone, it's about letting somebody find you. Exactly. I agree. You know, I mean, same type of thing with career in that sense. It's, you know, I always remember a couple of years back when the economy went really sour in 2008, I had to get a part-time job waiting tables and bartending again to supplement my income because my business decreased. People couldn't afford me. 
And uh, I remember, you know, it's funny because I hadn't done waiting tables and bartending in about uh, about eight or ten years, but I went in with such cockiness because my thought was, <laughs> I'm awesome at this, and I'm going to do this for a year or two. Whoever gets me is lucky. And I didn't say it out loud that way, but I got to tell you, man, people were very impressed by my resume. They were very impressed by me. I ended up getting a really good job for a couple of years until the economy got a little better. So it was funny, but I always thought about that that, that confidence that comes about, you know, hey, I'm great at what I do. You know, come to me and, and you'll be happy with it. So when we look at this, we know you've had some blocks to deal with, but let me tell you what comes up as the, as the future, because uh, I like what's coming up. Um, the rune of partnership comes up. So oh, good. this That's is. Oh, yeah. What's that? I hopefully that has to do with business, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Mac, let me read it. There's no reverse on this rune, by the way. So let me tell you what he says. It's called Gebo. It means a partnership and a gift. He says oh. drawing this rune is an indication that a partnership in some form will be at hand. In love relationships, in business matters, in partnering of every kind, you are put on notice not to collapse yourself into that union. For true partnership is achieved only by separate and whole beings who retain their separateness even as they unite. Remember to let the winds of heaven dance between you. At the same time, there is another aspect of partnership that you are being called to consider. For the path of partnership can lead you to the realization of a still greater union, a union with the higher self, a union with the divine. The ultimate gift of this rune is the realization of the divine in all things. God always enters into equal partnership. Gabo, the rune of partnership, has no reverse, for it signifies the gift of freedom from which flow all other gifts. So, obviously, very, very cool um, analogy here, but that, I'm feeling that, too. I feel like um, there's something new coming up for you in some respects. I feel like um, it feels to me like you, you may be working with someone or some people in a very, very productive kind of a way. I'm also feeling like it feels to me like it's a positive partnership. In other words that you're, you're, you're with people that are giving back equally. Because I'm hearing oh. is there may have been some trouble with that in the past, in that sense, a feeling like you're, you're giving more than you're getting back in some respect. Yeah. So right. this I like. Exactly. I feel like this kind of a shift here. What type of work do you do? Well, that's what I, I didn't want to really divulge what type of work I want to do, what I do. I wanted you to see if you get any feeling about that, like what I do. I think I know I'm on the right path. I've always, right. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Right. And so yeah, I've, know always looking, yeah, I've always been looking for an angel investor. And I'm right. like, oh, God, you know, I come so close. And then Interesting, there, yeah. They, that, that's very, it's very fitting because, and this is what I'm kind of getting about this question for you. Um, it feels like, you know, I, I feel like I keep seeing an image of you working with someone. What I have to tell you is, you you have wanted an investor, and I feel like one is coming. So oh. I like that. The only thing I'm hearing is there's going to be a little bit of it, and just be conscious of this. Part of the reason you've had difficulty with in the past is it's really somewhat internal because your own sense of what you value and, and really being able to, I don't want to say, to, there's been issues about selling your art and the comfort with it yeah. in that sense. And I feel like, the connection that I see is a positive one. You'll feel good about it, but it is going to bring up a little bit of that feeling of sort of trusting and, and being willing to, to maneuver that accordingly. You know, we're in a great parallel here because um, I made a decision this year in my eight-year that I was going to start doing more television. 
And oh, wow. I've done television before, and I'm going to start doing YouTube videos. And, you know, there's always that little part of me as an artist myself that, that wants to be wary of selling out right. <laughs> at some level. But yet I also I want to be successful, and I want to get my work out there. Right. So I'm hearing the same thing oh. for you. But I like this connection, and I feel like it's a positive one, and it feels like it's in alignment. But I actually see this. I feel like a lot of this is coming up. Um, within, uh, there's some connection made in November, and then I really like what I see happening in, in, in February. So in November and then February? Yeah, the, the connection seems to come in November, but the door really seems to open in February. So I like it. And I, but I feel like it's going to be a, a profitable venture for you. Um, oh, my God, that's so nice. You know why? Because everybody else will profit. Except me. <laughs> right, and that's why that's why I'm getting that, that it's going to be time. That's the thing that has to be moved through, the willingness to say, okay, I'm going to let myself profit now. So make that your mantra. Um, okay, okay, I, I, I got I to let you go because we only got a minute to go on the show. Oh, but I hope that thank you so very much. Thank I you so much for calling that in. That was great. Awesome, thank you. Uh, see, that was a great call and, and great insight for, for Luciana. Yeah, uh, she's ready, ready to open up to somebody helping you. Uh, some great parallels with you, Luciana. I'm going through very similar things about willingness to put myself out there. So, yeah, look inside and see whether, you know, any of the blocks are coming from within, which is not a negative, just to understand that in that sense, and also the issues of timing. Okay, we've we well through the show today. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Um, uh, that numerology uh, promotional special is available for a couple more weeks. Take advantage of it. Uh, I'll be off next week because I'll be on vacation, but uh, I'll be back the week after, and we'll have our astrology show, and I'll be able to take more uh, phone calls as well at that time. Thank you for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio, and uh, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com if you want to get on my mailing list and get my free newsletter. And everybody have an awesome weekend. Cheers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.